Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another in the series of FinTalks from Finance Malta. I'm Vanessa MacDonald and with me today I'm at the Malta Financial Services Authority and I'm speaking to two people from the strategy, policy and innovation function here. Ged Sapiano, the deputy head, and Julia Gadari, the senior manager. The topic today is a new product, if I can call it that, the Notified Professional Investor Fund, known as the NPIFs. Is that right, Ged? Correct. NPIFs. Okay. Not the easiest thing in the world to say. Um Good. This is something which has actually been, you know, coming for a little while because there's quite a, a process within the MFSA to get it going. I understand it started off in, in uh, December 2022, I believe, with a consultation paper. Is that correct? So, first of all, let me thank Finance Malta for giving us this opportunity to um, provide our views and give an overview of this framework. So, as you rightly pointed out, the first consultation document on notified PIFs was published in the December 2022. However, even before that, we had published a discussion paper on the MFSA's asset management strategy. Within this discussion paper, there was um, a proposal, Proposal 9 actually, which set out this um, new framework. Perhaps we can start by explaining what an NPIF is and why it actually differs from the other products already available in the asset management sphere. So, um, with respect to the notified PIF, we can provide a very simple definition of notified PIF. What is a notified PIF? It is a special type of collective investment scheme. It is a non-retail collective investment scheme, which means that it can only be offered to professional or qualifying investors and I must add that it is also a notified type of collective investment scheme. This means that it is not an unregulated fund. It is authorized because there is a notification process. And therefore, given that it is Just notified... Just not a free-for-all, basically. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I think that's quite important. You mentioned the fact that it's available to professional and qualified investors. I think reading through the whole process from consultation to feedback, this is one of the issues that actually came up because the definition of a professional investor is actually different to that of a qualified investor. And now, do I understand right? Both are able to take up this fund? Yes, correct. So when we had issued the first consultation document, originally we had only opened the framework to qualifying investors. However, we received feedback that the framework should also be open to professional investors as defined under MIFID. We assessed this this suggestion and when assessing, we saw that there aren't any implications given that professional investors obviously are also non-retail, professional, non-retail exactly. investors. They're not, not your run-of-the-mill exactly. investor who doesn't really understand what he's investing in. Of course, in. we also added an additional safeguard. Um, as with qualifying investors, we also added a minimum investment amount, which means that in practice, Which is, I believe, 10,000, yes? 100,000. 100,000, gosh, yes. Julia, one of the things that obviously people are very concerned about is the fact that it is just a notified uh, product. And obviously, one of the main things that we bear in mind here in Malta is the you know consumer protection. So 
even though it's notified, what are the safeguards? Um, no, um, the notified PIF is in terms of the framework itself is very it's comparable to the license framework the the the, the difference tends in terms of obviously time to market uh, given that it it takes 10 working days to set up a notified PIF and there are a series of service providers and officials that act obviously as safeguards um, with respect to the framework now a notified PIF for instance has to appoint a local an MFSA recognized fund administrator which is again given given that is MFSA recognized is going to be based in Malta and has to appoint a local member of the governing body. Now, the local gov- gov- member of the governing body will also be responsible for the compliance of the fund with the applicable requirements. So, obviously, all the anti-money laundering, compliance, due diligence In and so on still has to be done, but it absolutely. has to be done by somebody that the MFSA so to speak, trusts and exactly. knows. Can, it's can, very, very can important to know that the notified PIF is a subject person, so has to appoint an MLRO. Uh, is tot- for the purposes of AML and CFT, is entirely a subject person. So definitely, there's a person um, dealing with compliance, which again is the local board member, and there is an entity, which this is a relatively new concept, that of the due diligence service provider. So there is an entity which is responsible for um, ensuring appropriate due diligence um, with respect to the notified PIF officials and the notified PIF service providers. So uh, definitely the, the, the role that, for instance, in the notified A framework was taken um, by the alternative investment fund manager when it comes to due diligence, obviously, in this case, is taken by the due diligence service provider. Kurt, one of the things, obviously, you've introduced as the MFSA, you've introduced this NPIF. However, that's not the only thing. Um, I presume that there's also some kind of legislative changes required and a rule book? Yes. Um, with respect to legislation, we have amended the list of notified AFES regulations. It is, it's now renamed to the notified CISS regulations issued under the ISA, the Investment Services Act. And there is also a dedicated rule book for notified PIFs. So we can say that there is um, a, a separate standalone framework for, for these funds. Obviously, when drafting the legislation and uh, the the rules, we sought to mirror the success we had with the Notified Day framework. So basically, we replicated some features of the Notified Day framework, however, in the context of professional investor funds, in the context of PIFs. That's obviously very, very important. Now, one of the times that obviously the whole concept of NPIFs came up in a more, shall I say, uh, public format, was when the Malta Financial Services Advisory Council made its recommendations looking at the strategy for financial services in Malta. And it actually mentioned the the need for these kind of products. So, but you're now telling me that this actually came up in parallel. It wasn't something which you only introduced because of the MFSAC strategy. So the MFSAC strategy listed notified PIFs as one of the initiatives. Of course, as I've previously said, in, in our asset management strategy, which was published in October 2021, the notified PIF framework was already one of the proposals which MFSA was setting out. I think it's it's very interesting, but I mean, Julia, you can tell me, 
is there interest in this kind of product? Do you think it's actually going to um, add a completely new arrow to to our uh, <laughs> armory, if you like, our it's weaponry? Certainly, another another. I mean, an addition to the toolbox, to the regulatory toolbox that the MFSA, I mean, as Malta as a jurisdiction is offering. Um, it certainly is a way of um, for third count for certain third country managers, for instance, to to um, manage funds. Which are which are locally based, and uh, I mean the the framework has been only recently launched. So, so I guess in the in the coming weeks we'll we'll start and see the actual interest in the framework. Exactly. Yes. So I think that's uh, extremely important. Um, one of the things which. Uh, because I think it's interesting to explain some of the points that were brought up during the the feedback. And apart from whether it's professional or qualified investors, there was also a lot of um, concern about whether there would be any conflict of interest between the roles, for example, the role of the fund administrator and the due diligence service provider. What was the conclusion of the MFSA? Now, the due diligence service provider, um, exactly because this is something that probably we haven't mentioned yet, um, the fund administrator can act as a due diligence service provider and here is where one may see, may see a conflict of interest. However, obviously, for due we have to bear in mind that fund administrators per se are recognized by the MFSA, so they have already been vetted. And due diligence service providers, when carrying out their own due diligence, um, obviously, they don't have to um, cover within this exercise fund, fund administrators themselves or um, MLROs which are already approved, uh, which means that obviously a fund administrator that is acting both as an administrator and uh, as a um, due diligence service provider for a notified BIF that obviously does not have to carry out the due diligence on itself. Is this going to be extremely spe um, specialised? I mean, you mentioned uh, third, you know, third country or third party um people who could actually take on this role? Yes. Uh, so the manager of a notified PIF may either be a um, sub-threshold manager in any country in the EU or EEA, but can also be a third country manager from selected jurisdictions. Um, so now the way um, these selected jurisdictions will, uh, will be approved um, is that we started off the framework with the uh, arrow of, if, I, if I'm mistaken, five jurisdictions, which can automatically uh, submit a notification to act as um, notified beef service providers. And then any additional jurisdiction, any framework for, with respect to a fund manager coming from a third county jurisdiction would be assessed separately by the authority going forward. So this is uh, really obviously quite an interesting new product. But is there something, some element of it which is innovative? I would say so. Um, first of all, the concept of the due diligence service provider per se, it's not only relatively new within our ju jurisdiction, but in general in Europe, it's it's quite a, it's quite a new concept. Uh, obviously, the concept instead of a notified fine fund is not. We have we have frameworks in Luxembourg and Ireland which are notified fund frameworks. Uh, but all in all, I would say it's quite an innovative um, regulatory framework. Yes. Well, that is one of the things that we're always trying to do to keep ahead of the curve. Gerd and Julia, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Thank Vanessa. you very much, Vanessa. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.